This is War Vessel Radio, standing firm upon the truth of Jesus Christ and speaking triumphantly from the Word of God, boldly living from a position in Christ and decreasing so that Jesus will increase, proclaiming to the world the gospel of Jesus Christ and a hope and a future found in Him. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the War Vessel Radio podcast. It's kicking off here with episode 43. And I believe it's part six of the War Vessel series. And today I want to be looking at this idea of the mighty men, and particularly looking at David, and then more particularly the mightiest man of them all being Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And so through this week, as I've been thinking more about the war vessel topic and what does it look like and where are our examples, I feel like it would be um, missing of me not to mention some of the mighty men in the Bible. And I don't think I'm going to mention them by name because there's quite a few of them. Uh, but I do want to particularly look at David um, when he fights Goliath. And then I want to talk about our walk with Jesus and what our posture is supposed to be before the enemy. So in 1 Samuel 17, 37, David is talking to Saul. Uh, there has been, the Philistines are encamped against the armies of Israel, and they have this champion Goliath who is coming out against them. And the entire army of Israel is fearing this giant. And so David shows up on the scene and asks what the problem is. And they tell him that there's this giant that is they're all afraid of. And David does what a man of God should do. So he goes to Saul, and this is what he says. Moreover, David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he would deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. And I want to read to 51, so bear with me as I go through that. So Saul clothed David with his armor, and he put a bronze helmet on his head. He also clothed him, clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these, for I have not tested them. So David took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth, smooth stones from the brook. And he put them in a shepherd's bag, in a pouch which he had, and his sling was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistine. So the Philistine came and began drawing near to David, and the man who bore the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth and ruddy and good-looking. So the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver me and deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all Israel that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. 
Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. And that passage right there, that first, or that middle verses there where it talks when David confronts Goliath and speaks this, that is what I want to focus on today because that is kind of the mentality of the war vessel idea that I'm getting at when it comes to entering warfare with the enemy, spiritual warfare. Um, We have an enemy that hates us and is coming against us and he wants First of all, he if we are in Christ, he knows our position. He knows that we have an, a higher authority in Christ. But he wants us to disbelieve in th- that position and weaken us that we turn to our own strength and begin fearing and trembling and doubting the capability of the God that we should be resting in. And so that's very much like Goliath saying, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And then we're being cursed by the enemy. And if we dare to come against our spiritual enemy, he will give our flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field, or he will just tear our lives apart and rip us asunder, and we will basically be eaten uh, spiritually, emotionally, and physically too. But David's response is the response we are to have in Christ. You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of armies of Israel, whom you have defied. That is where our great hope and strength is in our defense in time of need. And we don't need the sword or a spear or a javelin. Uh, We've been given armor in, in Christ, as Paul says in Ephesians 6. But that is through the Spirit of God. And that is what we confront the enemy, and that is where our hope is, and that is what we put our faith into. And that's what gives us triumph over the enemy. When he defies us, he's actually defying God himself. And we are to rest in the name of God, rest in the power of God, and that is where our stance is to come from. And we're to Take the promises of God. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. As Christians, our weakness allows the world to see the strength of God shine through. David did not look like the winner of the day in comparison to Goliath. But God used his position, his looking vulnerable to create an amazing strength and glory of the Lord to come through him. And this, in us, this is so that the lost can see the power of God, that through our weakness, God would be revealed, the spirit of Christ would be revealed. And that is how the world will know that there is a God. And so it was, and this starting in 48, and so it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Then David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone and slung it and struck the Philistine in his head so that the stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. 
Therefore David ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword, and drew it out of its sheath, and killed him, and cut off his head with it. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. So David has just stood in the strength of the Lord. He has taken his weapon from his youth, uh, guarding the sheep, and he has used it to strike the Philistine so that he falls dead. And then he uses the Philistine's own weapon to cut off his head. And I think there's something kind of interesting here. And I'm just going to suggest that spiritually, we can look at David slinging his stone as the truth in our lives. And David was very familiar with his sling and with his stone. He had practiced it. He knew how to use it. He had used it against enemies before. Not as big as Goliath, but he had faith and confidence in what God had brought him through so that he had the faith to take on this Philistine because he knew the strength of his God. And so I'm just going to throw it out there that in my head, the sling and the stone can represent truth in our spiritual walks as Christians, that we are to be familiar with the truth of God so that we can use it against the enemy when the time comes. And it says, if you listen, if you go to Ellerslie or listen to Eric's messages, he talks about how David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. And that Eric uses that word hurried, and he says it means liquid veracity, like just charging towards the enemy completely, basically recklessly, without thought. Uh, and he meets the Philistine. And that is to be our posture, that we are so confident in the God of the armies of Israel, the Lord of hosts, that we rush to meet the enemy in our lives, no matter what the challenge is, the battle that it may be, uh, the size or height of the giant that might be standing in our promised land or on our battlefield. Because we all have giants standing in our lives, giants that are defying what the Lord says we can have, uh, the increase we can have in our spirit, saying we can't have it, the giant of fear, the giant of doubt, the giant of pride, of worry, anxiety, um, lust. These are all giants that are seeking to keep us in a place of surrender, uh, of a shame, of unwillingness to fight, just like we see the armies of Israel in this case. But we have to remember that we have the God of the the armies that have been given to us in Christ. The Lord of hosts is on our side. And we, like David, need to jump into that posture and rise into that stance and stand against the enemy. And I've been thinking about David and also this also the mighty men, um, and that they had, the mighty men in particular, they had this faith in their God that allowed them to do great and mighty works. And they also had honor and integrity and respect for life and their king. And they were pure in this, and they were able to do mighty things. And I, this is so true for us as Christians, if we grasp the nature of Jesus Christ. Jesus has done exactly what David did. He came to earth and he prevailed over the enemy that was defying 
humanity and keeping us in bondage to sin. Jesus triumphed over that giant of sin through his death on the cross, through his resurrection, and through his ascension into heaven, and through the sending of the Holy Spirit into our lives, so that we no longer have to be in fear of sin, have to be in bondage or in the death of sin. And this is the spirit of Christ that we stand against the giants. So I'm going to let this be a shorter podcast this evening um, because the last ones have been so long. But in, and just thinking about this and what does this look like practically, in my own walk, I am trying to figure out what it means to pray in the spirit, to take stance and strength and posture in the spirit to when the enemy is defying me in my life and the truth that I have in my life and is uh, does not want me to come into the promises of Christ or take one step further into the promised land of my spiritual walk with Jesus, not to progress any further into in- intimacy. I need to take a stance and declare that I have come against the enemy in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Jesus, and you're defying Christ because he has given me this land, this promise, this truth. And then we need to stand against that until that giant falls dead at our feet. And so I, in my walk, I am being sanctified and growing towards what this looks like to have a prayer life, a wrestling prayer life, as Eric would say. Um, one that does war against the enemy. I I can pray about things, but I often do not have the fervor, do not have the liquid ferocity, or veracity, it's an F or a V, that I should have. And so this passage and this idea of becoming a war vessel, I believe it's critical to prayer, critical to knowing Scripture and being able to speak Scripture so that the giants cannot tell lies to us that we will believe, but instead we've established a belief in the word of Jesus Christ and a belief in intimacy and through talking with him in prayer that allows us to simply prevail over him and not even listen to the defying. So that's what I'm going to leave us with tonight. I hope this has been an encouraging podcast. Um, It seems kind of helter-skelter and all over the place, and I know it's on a well-spoken passage But there's a lot we can learn from Scripture if we continue to look at it, continue to dig into it. So I hope this was a good podcast for you, and I hope that it being a little shorter uh, is a nice change than 25 minutes. So I'm praying for you guys. May you be able to stand against the giants in your life through the strength and the power of Jesus Christ and know that you stand in Jesus and in his name, and nothing can come against you. Thank you for listening to War Vessel Radio. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow and share this podcast with others so the truth of Jesus Christ will continue to spread. Thanks again for listening, and may the love, joy, peace, and grace of Jesus fill you today.